All right, welcome back into another episode of the Idea Collision. My name is Andrew Green, and as always, I'm your host uh, for for this. And when I came up with the idea for this, and when I came up for the name for this uh, podcast, uh, I was picking a name, hoping I thought would be metaphorical, representative of kind of what we wanted to do here. I was not wanting to pick a literal name. I was not looking for literal con uh, uh, confrontation or collisions. Uh, so, which brings me to the to something that happened this week. I'm, I decided to try to to post or, or to boost a post uh, having to do with this on our church page, and uh, my wife gets more of the interactions. She sees more of the interactions from the Facebook uh, stuff that goes on, and she pointed out. She's like, you know, you're getting a lot of negative uh, uh, interaction on on your Facebook page. I'm like, oh, I'll take a look at that, and I entertained myself for a little while there. It's actually going to work our way into this podcast uh, today because it illustrates what we're going to be going over. Um, this is not just a place for me to share my personal opinions. I finally get a chance to because of the wonders of the Internet. But these are topics that interact with our lives. They have a dramatic impact, I think, as we've seen kind of throughout the, the course of this this uh, opening of this podcast. And um, we've begun talking about truth. And, and we've covered two responses, which are to either avoid uh, the, the truth when possible, or, or some people will manipulate it or try to rationalize it away when they can't. And so, I, I, as I say, I, I boosted the, the post um, having to do with, with my podcast, and uh, I learned a $20 lesson or so, $21, I think. Uh, just a, a quick boost, and, and uh, I learned that... Um, Apparently, when when you put on Facebook algorithm uh, to target uh, people most likely interact, um, what Facebook interprets that as is atheists. That's that's what they want. Uh, you apparently want atheists because that's everybody <laughs> interacting. It seemed like was uh, was someone with a snarky comment or worse than that. We'll we'll share some of those here as we go through because they do illustrate what we want to go through today, which is we're going to be talking about logical fallacies. These are specific types of rationalizations. In fact, this week and next week, we're going to cover these kind of to wrap wrap up this opening topic. Uh, And and all logical fallacies is, is a phrase that means bad arguments, bad logic. Uh, So I'll give some redacted comments, but um, uh, these comments are, some of them are just pure postmodernism. Just, you know, here, here's an example here. Uh, fact, you know, it's like, uh, uh, I, I read this one. The first thing that came to my mind was the scene from Princess Bride where, uh, you know, Inigo Montego says, uh, you know, uh, you use that word a lot, but the, uh, I don't think it means what you think it means. That's very bad, Vicente uh, 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 Nigo Montoya. But, uh, but just you know, I don't think fact means what you think it means. Uh, and a lot of what's called logical fallacies actually don't have anything to do with logic at all. And that's more what we're going to be covering today. A lot of them are directed at the person. And as you you would scroll through my Facebook, you would find that most of them were personal. They're uh, uh, they don't address the issue. They're not really logic at all. So that's where we begin uh, with ad hominem. Uh, ad hominem is it means against the person. Um, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't want to talk about the topic. It wants to run over here and immediately 
attack the person. Uh, it appeals to our lowest nature. It's called low-hanging fruit, I guess, sometimes. Well, a lot of this is. Uh, and, and, you know, once once a, a person is attacked, then they have to defend themselves, right? Well, so, you, uh, so here's, for example, here's this one. Uh, just, just so you know, I'm not really sure what a god tart is, um, but it sounds bad. So, so the my initial, uh, what I'm supposed to want to do is either oppose that, maybe come back with my own insult. I, I don't know what it's supposed to make me want to do, give up, cry in a corner. I'm not sure what this is supposed to do, but uh, anybody reading this is supposed to then conclude I'm a god tard and therefore I'm wrong. You know, and, and if I were to defend myself, then they would just say, well, see, look, he's being defensive, so he's obviously wrong. So uh, now there's that, that's one type is just a direct insult. Um, and uh, but not everyone does that. You know, uh, another style is maybe to mischaracterize a person so that they're forced um, to identify themselves separately. For example... Uh, we hear this one all the time. Uh, you're a fill-in-the-blank denier, a science denier, a climate denier, or whatever denier. You're whatever. Well, that sounds bad because who wants to be a denier? I mean, uh, and, and so now I have to leave the discussion of what I would be defending and go to defend my, ident my identity and try to re-identify myself as not being that thing. Uh, or in, in within religious circles, someone will say, you know, they'll they'll view they'll take a look at what I view. I view God. Um, my best understanding of God is that there's a Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay, and and there are religious groups that say, nope, that that's that's poly. You're a polytheist. They'll say. Now I've got to defend that I'm not polytheistic. We can't just talk about the discussion of whether that's true or not. Uh, so it it's it, it takes away from the discussion, and it's not really productive because we're running around trying to to uh, uh, defend ourselves. Another way is to um, d identify a person by the extreme of people who are associated with them. For example, if I if I said, "Well, you know, uh, you're bad." You're wrong because you're an environmentalist, and some environmentalists put nails in trees. You know, and, and see, I, I identify and all ident all environmentalists based on that. Then, then I have characterized them, and those people are going to be forced to say, "Well, I wouldn't do that." Oh, yeah, but you're a, you're you're associated, and that's kind of going to be one we get into, uh, which is guilt by association, but but it begins with uh, this defining of a person through uh, through their identity. It's more of an attack against the person. That moves us to the next one, uh, which is called the appeal to motive. Oh, this sounds so good. Uh, we do it all the time. I've done it again. Uh, I've done some of these. Uh, they're really hard to to because sometimes they they really feel accurate. Uh, we say things like follow the money, right? That feels logical. And and sometimes that can be a useful tool. If you identify something that looks sketchy, you might want to follow the money. But but where this is where this hangs up at is trying to identify something as right or wrong because there is a personal interest. And so so uh, 
if I if I can come up with a way that you have a vested interest in something or you have some type of conflict of interest, it means that you're wrong. See, see that that's a logical fallacy. That doesn't really doesn't prove the point. You could have a vested interest in something and still be right. Uh, but if we establish that you're wrong, then that's where this is valid to start saying what's the motive? Why why did they why were why did they end up so wrong? Was there something financially they were gaining or something like this? Uh, I, I give you uh, an example here um, of one. And so, so this here is supposed to identify that since I receive a salary or other people, which I do, I get a salary, that I am therefore unqualified to speak and I'm therefore wrong. Now, I, uh, I, this was the only one I interacted with. This is the only one. I, I was like, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Because uh, I had just kind of walked through. I was like, I wonder what these people say. I'm, you know. So I went to uh, one of their Facebook pages, this guy's particular, and, and scrolled down until I find, you know, someone that he really likes. A guy by the name of David Fitzgerald, who's written a book that probably has sold 20 copies. But um, I, uh, which is a logical fallacy. I just used one right there. He could be right and have only sold 20 copies of his book. But uh, uh, see how easy it is to do this. Um, and, and so I scrolled down, and, uh, he, and he's one of their big apostles, I guess. So he's probably sold more than 20 books. But uh, so I messaged him, and I said, you know, I, I went to that guy's page, and I scrolled down, and I said, uh, you know, he's selling merchandise. He's got T-shirts. Now, I don't, you know, at the back of the church when I'm preaching, I don't have, a, like, a T-shirt stand with my image and likeness and, you know, logos all over it. I said, would it would it be a logical fallacy for me to invalidate everything he said based on the fact that he's selling T-shirts? No, no, of course not. Uh, that, that wouldn't be a valid criticism he could sell t-shirts and still be accurate so uh you know uh financial interest doesn't make him wrong being wrong makes him wrong and 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 if i'm right then i should just be able to to discuss that without getting into this appeal to motive it's which is misguided a third one uh is um called the appeal to experts and we all do this we all do this because you know the experts they're the experts that's why they call them the experts and i can always find someone somewhere who will side with me that has a phd oh they have a phd see that that like whoa um as someone said uh so, someone said recently you know what uh, you, you know what you call someone who graduates from a medical college the lowest in their class uh, you call them doctor, <laughs> so it doesn't make a difference where they graduated. They can they can be qualified or unqualified. If they barely squeezed by, they get the degree the same as the 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 you know valedictorian. So uh, we all look for a uh, an expert to side with us or a group of experts, and and sometimes those will be right. Sometimes they experts are sometimes wrong. You know. Uh, and and we can look at history and, and and find that you know there were there was once a time when experts thought the earth was flat you know that that did happen um, and and so we use this phrase experts say to remove this conversation from from being able to be discussed this is settled because the the experts say your opinion isn't valid you don't have the right to think uh, and, and come to your own opinions because the experts say. Uh, and so, um, you know, 
I should not just blindly accept what experts say. I need to uh, evaluate their opinions. Just like, you know, having gone to Bible college or, you know, that doesn't make me any more, my opinions any more valid than anybody else's. It just makes me a person who went to Bible college. It makes me a person who's preached for, you know, 30 years or whatever. So, so, uh, so why, why should this make, you know, somehow my, elevate my position? That's a logical fallacy. To subject a person to logical examination. You know, the Bible says that even, even here are these basically new people to hearing a message that examined the things that that an actual apostle was saying and and Paul didn't get upset with that because because an appeal to experts is it's not a valid argument here's one that we all use and I hear it all the time oh anecdotal evidence uh, anecdotal evidence is not a valid argument now uh, when we argue a point and there's two ways this works too when we argue a point, you know, we've got to have some way of examining data. Here's this. Well, this happened to my friend. That I, I, I can't verify that unless I know your friend, and your friend could be an outlier. Uh, it might be true, but, but I, don't, I don't know that he's an outlier. I don't know that that proves the thing. So, so now, as I say, pointing this out can be an error as well. It can also be a logical fallacy because if it happened to you, um, it's well. It's like saying, "Well, this happened to you, so it's not valid." It's kind of like the ex the expert thing. Well, you're not valid. Well, if it happened to me, that is a data point at least. the 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 question is whether this data point connects to other data points. Uh, so, uh, you know what you call a um, a large group of anecdotal evidence data. It's called a study. So uh, at, at the end, that's that's what that's what a study is. It's just looking at anecdotal evidence. The, during the recent unnamed uh, medical situation, you may or may not have heard of, there was a Russian doctor in New York who had treated 700 people successfully with a particular recipe. We're not going to go into that. I'm really not interested in all this, but but it illustrates something. Uh, and. Um, I got into conversations individually. I was like, you know, this does seem to be, you know, something that people would at least want to look at. No, as anecdotal evidence. Well, that's 700 people. That's a that's a mountain of anecdotal evidence from where I'm sitting. Uh, and so it's just an easy way to dismiss, oh, anecdotal evidence. Uh, and, and it really ends up being really against the person because, well, you have this, you're off in the corner. And so it's just another way to rationalize away inconvenient data, which is going to get into uh, another one that we're going to talk about next week, and we'll we'll uh, we'll get to there. Um, but uh, because that is actually more a type of logic, actually. Well, um, we then move to one called the bandwagon. Well, the, that is that is. Uh, the appeal to the majority. We are all guilty of this because we all want to be popular. We all want to be the ones that are, you know, on the right side of the issue. And the, the quickest way to, to declare that you're on the right side of the issue is to show that everybody else is on the side of the issue. And again, this, this works the same way as the experts. There was once the time where the majority agreed with the experts that the earth was flat. That's that's kind of the easy one to, to go to because it's so illustrative of, of this but 
you know, that's that's the point. Uh, the majority sometimes is wrong, uh, and the reality is that the you know we if I were to not be in the majority, then one of the things that I will point out is the times that the majority is always wrong, right? Uh, and um, the, and the fact is, sometimes they're right, and sometimes they're wrong. And and to to say, well, they're always wrong. Well, that's probably not true either. Um, it, neither one proves truth, you know. So trying to avoid the bandwagon or trying to be on the bandwagon, you're going to be right some. You're going to be wrong some. Neither one of those is an evidence that they can be indicative of something, but they're not an evidence. Um, it, it, that really all they are is just another attempt to uh, to marginalize a person. Uh, the majority is never really a, a proof positive uh, source of truth. Uh, another way of marginalizing people is called guilt by association. This is going to be a little bit shorter today, uh, but I didn't know where to cut this off. Um, and um, so we've we got about three or four more here. And, uh, but guilt by association is... Uh, it's similar in a way to the bandwagon, um, but it's like the opposite. Instead of you're right, be, or, or instead of you're wrong because you're not with the majority, it's it's connecting you to a group of people and therefore declaring you wrong. Uh, so uh, you're not being legitimized by being, or encouraged to be legitimized by being with the experts or with the majority. We're marginalizing you because you're connected to this person, right? So um, I, I was having a conversation. I said I do these two, and I have done these. I was having a conversation with somebody on, on some theological topic years ago, and um, and this person quoted a, as we all will do, he was quoting a scholar in Greek. Uh, okay, so. Uh, I kind of was on my heels because it was, you know, he was making a point that I disagreed with. So here's this information that dis seems to be disagreeing with me. And so my first reaction was to look up who this person was. I had actually never heard of the person. I, the names that I am familiar with in terms of Greek, you know, professors or whatever, this I had never heard of this guy. So so I looked him up and I was like, okay, so so he apparently knows Greek. But then I found something. I found that he had been, you know, he's a, he's you know not with us anymore. He's a much older gentleman. He had been a Nazi sympathizer. Well, that's that's what we call low hanging fruit. You he's wrong because he's a Nazi sympathizer, and since you're quoting him, that makes you wrong. You know, uh, he, even though his Nazi sympathy had nothing to do with his understanding of a foreign language. Those those two things have nothing to do with each other. I was guilty of a logical fallacy. Um, if you're right, you're right. Prove prove your point. Uh, and and if you're wrong, then then prove your point. Uh, you know, or or I should say, accept that you have can't prove your point and accept the other person. So, uh, guilt by association. It, it's it's a you know um, that would be to 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 invalidate a, a position based on. Uh, on on this, imagine if we said, you know what, 
um, we need to get rid of our electricity in our house. Why? Well, electricity, uh, the, the, our, our style of electricity was invented um, by a guy by the name of Nikolai Tesla, who was a genius, multiple times over a genius. However, however, uh, Nikolai Tesla believed in eugenics. Eugenics is the, the idea that we should manipulate um, genetics or do things to eliminate certain, um, certain groups of people, if you know what I'm saying. So uh, Nikolai Tesla was one of those people, right? Th does that invalidate his invention of electricity? No, it, it's, that's, we, that would be absurd. Uh, we just recognize here's this over here in this area and here's this. They're not connected. And, and to try to connect those two and then secondarily, even worse, to try to connect somebody else to to that, it, it, it's, it doesn't prove my point. There is one called the appeal to incredulity. Uh, what is that? Incredulity. It's incredulous. That's unbelievable. And and this one is is this is just this is a uh, it, it it's not really logical at all. There's there's nothing. It, it just means I simply can't believe it happened. So therefore, it didn't happen. Um, here we go. Uh, here's a here's a picture. Uh, uh, this is it was kind of funny. I thought actually, but uh, wrong. But you know, here here's what here's what Christians believe. Well, we believe in a resurrection, which you know it obviously sounds a lot like Casper the ghost. Okay, uh, and it, but the point of it is this appeal to incredulity. That's what this is. Underneath this is, I can't believe that would happen, so therefore it's ridiculous. Uh, theological errors are often the result of, and, and, and so it's not just always atheists versus Christians, by the way. Uh, it is very often within a religious community, uh, and we're going to get into a lot more of these next week, things that Christians say that are incorrect. I just had the the uh, interactions that I wanted to illustrate. But but uh, theological results or, or, or doctrines are often the results of ideas like, I just can't believe that God would. Right? It, it, we have a difficult time wrapping our mind around the things that God would do. Well, if God is a divine creature, far above our ability to comprehend, and it's it's quite natural to expect that he would do things that we can't understand. Uh, and so, so there's going to be theological errors. You know, guess what? Until Kitty Hawk, no one really thought people could fly. You know, there were people that have dreamed of it, but but no one really thought it was possible. Well, guess what? It's possible. So, my ability then to conceive of something does not determine its validity or accuracy. That's a logical fallacy. I can't believe that this would happen. I can't believe God would resurrect. Well, if he's God, then it's not really that hard. You know, it, it, that's a separate discussion. We have to figure out other ways to get to that information, but simply because you can't you can't conceive it in your mind, it's ridiculous in your sphere. That's not that's not a valid argument. Um and so, uh, you know, uh, a famous atheist, we mentioned him, I think, last week. His name was uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, wrote uh, Sherlock Holmes. 
uh, in one of his books, he, he had a, a phrase that, uh, that I like. Uh, and, and, and it's not the quote, the misquote that everybody, you know, elementary dear Watson, that that's a, actually doesn't even appear, uh, in any of the Sherlock Holmes books, but, uh, but Sherlock Holmes is discussing it with, I believe it is with Watson, you know, how he's, he's like, how do you know what is the right one? Because some of these are so difficult. And, uh, and Sherlock Holmes makes this statement. And I like the statement. It says, uh, well, I eliminate all the things that are impossible. And then whichever one is left, no matter how unlikely, that's the truth. And and that's that's the case. Just because an idea is it seems inconceivable, doesn't mean it's not truth. If the others are impossible, and and that's unlikely, well then that's the truth. And so we get down to the last one, and in having discussions, this is one I find in people who have some education, uh, and it's tempting again, even for me. Uh, because you know, I'm, you know, 50 years old, and I've been around these conversations so much that I'm used to seeing these. I, you know, uh, I, I'm used to hearing these, and and I hear them, you know, in a conversation in real time. I'm like, oh, you're doing that, and uh, and, and so I, I kind of can smirk instead of you know getting angry at my Facebook feed. I'm like, no, that's a logical fallacy. You haven't really proven your point. So. Uh, and this one is one that never seems to get mentioned. Um, and this is called the logical fallacy. Logical fallacy. Wh what do you mean? Logical fallacy. Well, when two people are arguing, there's this idea that if I can point out all your logical fallacies, that you're wrong because you've used a logical fallacy. Because you've used bad logic means your position is wrong. Um, and, and it's fun for us to do. This is like a, a debating uh contest you know we go back and forth and and i'm going to point out all the logical flaws you have and you're going to point out all the ones that i have and whoever i guess ends up with more logical flaws loses the argument and and so therefore they're wrong that's a logical fallacy that that's not really it makes me feel smart because i can point out all of somebody else's errors um and it helps me in my mind invalidate them oh look at that they they use that bad argument that doesn't that helps me uh, puff myself up and, and and become arrogant, but it doesn't really show that they're wrong. A person can be correct and just use a bad argument to get to their conclusion. Um, they can't argue well, so therefore they're wrong. A person with a bad argument can be correct, and I have to remember that. Uh, and, and these are things that, as I uh, I'm going to wrap it up here in a second, but I, I think helping knowing these helps us not just um in knowing what people are doing and but but knowing and, and recognizing these i think in yourself it, it helps us have better conversations about things it helps us not to get so emotionally uh involved and invested especially with these ones uh because what's going to happen uh it, with these ones today what these do is these drive a wedge between you and the person you're talking to because they're always to marginalize them. Uh, they're not even logic. If there was just pure logic, then we don't get so emotionally attached to things uh, or invested. But but when we are insulting people or or when we're you know characterizing them as being connected to this person or 
you know, trying to paint them in the minority and so therefore invalid, it, 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 it impacts them emotionally. Uh, and that's not a way to build a bridge or, or to come to some consensus on an argument. Yeah, yeah I, I don't really feel the, the desire to come to your side because you insulted me on my Facebook. What, what did you accomplish? You know, if anything, you just steal. If, if I was wrong, you just hardened me more in my error. Uh, so, so we want to build bridges, um, and, and that's what you, Paul wrote. He says, knowledge puffs up. It makes a person arrogant, but love is the thing that's going to edify other people. It's going to be the thing that builds other people up. Uh, we want to, 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 to get people together, uh, and, and we're a community, large or small, you know, whatever community you're in, your local, whether it's workplace or school environment or whatever circles you exist in small or large those are places we need to build relationships not tear people down and 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 show how smart we are and how dumb they are or whatever um you know in the end all we do is get ourselves frustrated really is, is a lot of um what we end up doing and so uh, so that's why i point this out uh to be aware of the things that are used against you so that you know how to address them but to recognize it in yourself and to, and to go uh, throughout your week and your interactions and, and to try to improve the way you converse. Some people call it fighting fair. Uh, have better interactions and, and you will notice that, um, you know, if you're right, you might actually convince more people because of, of the approach that you take. Uh, so, so have a good day. Uh, look at our... Um, uh, our links. I have a lot of helpful links. Uh, those are always in the descriptions. Um, and, and depending on which way you're looking at this, whether, again, I always mention this, uh, whether you are in the uh, listening in the car uh, on the audio podcast or whether you're watching this, uh, there's other ways to, to get it if, if you're not available to do the one. Uh, and, and always subscribe uh, and point it out to other people because uh, I think the more people have access to stuff like this, the, the better off uh, we will be um, kind of as a society. All right. Have a good day.